It's the 24th of January. It's the big kickoff. Hello and welcome to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. You want to text us 087-062-7138. We're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and the big kickoff 96.4 gmail.com. We don't have David Bugle today. Why is it, Glenn? Um, he's sick. Yeah, poor David is sick today. He has a sore throat, so he can't talk. Um, so there must be something on. There must be some new... Is Dance with Ice or what, what does be on? And is, uh, John Joyce is in with us today. John, how are you doing? Good, good. Uh, we have John Joyce in because last week it was announced that there's a big fight going on. Where? Boston. Boston. <sighs> have you ever been over to the States? I've been to Florida, yeah. That's it. Okay. That's the extent of America. So. Right. Well, we'll talk more about that with John after this, but you are picking the songs, right? This is such a big task for you, Glenn. I know, yeah. What are you going to uh, pick? I panicked. I just went to the, the classic, The Kooks, Kooks. and Naive. Shoot. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. There is 60 minutes gone in the Chelsea Tottenham. Uh, that's two all in on aggregate. Two one to Chelsea. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur have pulled them back. And I would love to tell you who just scored there for Tottenham. Do you know, uh, Glenn? Uh, Too late. Lorente, 50 minutes. Cante <laughs> uh, scored in the 27th minute and Hazard on the 38th, making a game over. And Lorente is uh, he's scoring on the right end. This week, John Joyce. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I had, had, your, had your intro prepared. Joining us in the studio is a show regular. Boxing welterweight John Joyce joins us for a record for time to discuss his fight in Boston, US of A, on March 16th. John, welcome to the big kickoff. Do we get a prize for being on four times? No, <laughs> you have to be on 27 <laughs> times. That's when you get your uh, golden boot or glove. <laughs> uh, listen. How was your Christmas? Quite. Very what, quite. What, what, do you, um, what do you do when you're, when you're a boxer over Christmas? And, uh, like you're training. When you were fighting, you have, uh, you have a fight ready. You know kind of what way you're going to train. But when you're, when you're not preparing for a fight, 
is the training much different? What way do you train when you're when you're going to take over? You bring your training down. Like it'll go from two or three sessions a day to just one session a day, and even the session you do one a day is kind of lighter than normal. Okay. You don't do as much sparring either. Probably only spar once, maybe twice a week rather than three times a week. Like. Okay. So it does it cuts down a lot. But some people, some fighters, will go all over the Christmas and just pig out and do whatever, and probably won't train or. Some will keep training, or some will train hard and keep the diet clean. But I'm, I was kind of in between. So, what's the recommended way of 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 training, or is it just to suit your own body needs? That's it. It's just like prepare. Every individual is always different. Their body reacts different ways to different fields. Their body reacts different to water than in different ways as well. Like it's it's different. It depends on the individual. Like right. it really does. It in my opinion, it depends on the individual. So. so you know yourself. Like if I have. Uh, uh, turkey and ham at christmas yeah. I'm, I'm struggling but you know do you, do you just balance it out what way you feel good about yourself is it just listening to your body yeah i don't eat too much crap anyway like i'm not really a, a, a sweet tooth kind of person i'm more of a i, I love me meats and me meat potatoes and stuff like that right. you know so i'm not really a sweet tooth kind of guy like um but yeah i, I did i balanced myself out as best i could i didn't eat too much like bad food i kind of tried to stay clean I didn't eat too much too much uh, biscuits or anything like that it was just kind of just keeping normal meals really yeah I like myself yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> I just bought another uh, tin of uh, what do you call them ones the uh, heroes today <laughs> they were going cheap couldn't say no um, yeah so your training changes a little bit of course now there's a, a fight on the line we'll just yeah. discuss that in a second your training has changed to what um, I am training twice a day, every day. Um, I mean, training is increasing every week. It's right. getting more intense. Nearly every session is getting more intense. Like first week, I was back. I was only training once a day to get me back into it. Uh, last week, I was training twice a day. I did twenty-four rounds of sparring last week. I've done eight rounds of sparring this week, and I think I've another another sixteen rounds to do as well. So okay. I'm just gonna constantly probably. Sparring about 24 rounds a week, plus I'll be getting in about 36 kilometers of run and then three strength and conditioning sessions as well. So right. I'll be doing a lot of heavy stuff over the next seven weeks. And where do your heroes fit in? in they that's, don't. They don't. They don't. I'm being really strict on myself for this camp. Um, I'm literally not allowing myself any cheat meals or any bad food whatsoever. Nothing. I'm completely clean food all the way through. But that's total focus and it's, it, it's probably easier if your focus is so, you're so determined to, yeah. to make sure that this is an opportunity, isn't it? Yeah. Like normally I would, I'd have my cheat meal every week and I might have a little little snack here and there. But this time it's just now nothing. I'm completely like it's like it's just one hundred percent focus, constantly eating clean all the time. I yeah. refuse to. I won't like like I'm at the substitute sugar for honey. So right. I'm taking natural sugars now instead of the other sugars. Okay. So like I won't. I won't even put sugar in my tea or my coffee anymore. Like so. And who's are you looking that up or is someone looking that up? For no, you? that's just me. That's, that's just, just you. Like, that's just my drive and the way I have my mind focus for this. Do you have it? Someone who helps you with nutrition. Uh, yeah, yeah, me manager slash trainer slash nutritionist slash strength conditioning coach is the same guy, Tony. He's just he's great with all that stuff. Like, right, literally, the man knows everything there is to know about everything. Like, so, like, uh, just on keeping on top of that, like, how how do you keep on top of on top of your nutrition? Obviously, like, training and, and and working, training twice a week. Now, as you're saying, 
I tried to what the way I do I do intermittent fasting so I go from 8 o'clock in the evening to 8 o'clock in the morning without eating anything I won't drink anything only water so when the best way to do it is to get your meals in between training sessions or before training sessions that's the best way to do it for me and that's how I keep on top of it and my training sessions are always the same time every day so it's easier to keep it that way you know what I mean so sometimes my dinner is probably always different times because I go home and I could be just sitting down and chilling for a while and I kind of look at the time and go, oh, it's nearly 7 o'clock, I have to get up and cook, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's how we do things, so. Right, I can't do that. Now, I've tried intermittent fasting before. Yeah, have you? Yeah. Um, what I'll, was that for? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I'd try <laughs> just, it. Just try it. It takes yeah. getting used yeah, to it. It does. getting used to it. Like, I couldn't do it for a while, like 8 o'clock and hitting about 9 or 10, and like, you're starting to get the munchies, and anything looks appealing to you. Yeah. You see a sprout in front of you, and you want to eat so it. So do you keep yourself busy in the evening times? Because a lot of the times, people eat because it will bore them. Yeah. You know, you'll sit there, and, you, and if there's something within arm's reach, they'll kind of just eat. And they won't even sometimes know they're eating mm. it. Would you... Would you keep yourself busy, active, you know, what, what do you do? Like, when you're 8 o'clock finished, boom, in the evening time, do you sit down and watch something? Do you get out and go for a run? What, what are you doing at that time? At that time, normally, I'm in bed. Oh, you're in bed, so you go to bed? bed. watching the telly, and I'll be asleep by either 9 or 10, like, so. Okay, all so right. So, I don't get time to go. There you yeah, go, that's so. how you do it. That's how you lose weight, go to bed. <laughs> okay, listen, when did you first hear about the whisper of, of, of Stateside and Noel Murphy? About, oh, it was just like a couple of weeks before Christmas, um, I was getting an interview off Irishboxing.com, and my manager was, I kept saying it to him, I said, I don't want to fight in Ireland, I said, I want to go abroad, I want to have a big fight somewhere outside Ireland, and I was saying it to him for weeks, and in the end, I was wrecking his head, like, and he mentioned Noli Murphy in America, and I'm not a person for calling people out, I don't do it, I don't, I, I think, it's, just, it's a little bit, just try and get in and yeah, fight, and that's it, it. That's how we do it, like, you know, so, he said, he mentioned him, and he said, mention it in the interview, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I did. I mentioned that. I said, I don't know anything about him, but it'd be a fight. I'm interested. And then out of the blue then, his management team replied to it with saying, yeah, get in touch with us and we'll fight. And I was like, wow. I was like, right, this might actually happen. Like, okay. And then I got Kevin Crowley, his name is, his uh, Nowley's manager. Yeah. And I got his number off a good friend of mine, Alan Phelan, that I uh, trained with, because he used to be Alan's manager. And I uh, got his phone number off him and got Tony to get in contact with him. And then it was looked like it was going to go ahead and then it didn't because they couldn't give her trying to get in New York to begin with. Yeah. And he couldn't get on the show in New York. It was the Michael Connelly show we were oh, originally really? in Madison Square Garden. And I, I was just oh, playing that happen. God, oh. that's a bummer, isn't it? I know, I know. <laughs> but it didn't happen in the end. And it did. It a little bit took me back. I was like, oh, damn it. I was really looking forward to it. I would love to have yeah. And he was saying, I don't think this fight is going to go ahead, John. So I didn't think it was going to happen at all. Then I was at the game back from Disneyland. And he gives me a phone call saying, John, that fight's going ahead. I was like, where? And he goes, Boston. And I was like, what? I was like, no, you're sure this is going ahead, Tony? He was like, yeah, Boston. Boston, 16th of March, Paddy's weekend. No, like, oh, uh, what a place oh, for a two Irish uh, lads. Two Irish lads, eh? Uh, and your, your first fight outside of oh. Leinster, never mind Ireland. Yeah. So how, how, how does that feel now? You're going to have to, to cross the water and, and have, you, have you made plans out when you're going over? Is everything laid out now? Yeah, um, so Tony didn't give me a chance to even think about it. Uh, the 11th of... 
March we're flying out we're flying out the 11th arriving there we'll try to get time to acclimatise to the, the time. time change and stuff and then we fight on the Saturday so and he has everything already boxed off I didn't even get a chance he just text me give me your passport number send the passport number everything done flights, hotels everything all that stuff all sorted that I don't have to do and you're just training and yeah, that's, that's it that's it he's been great with me he won't leave me side glued to me hip <laughs> ringing me every every night every evening making sure I'm alright and keeping on top of things and all it's just it's just it's it's really big for him yeah but it's really, really big, big for me as well. Yeah, yeah. So it is the biggest fight I think he's. So ever, where where yeah. where is the fight? It originally was in the Tsongas Centre in Lowell, where Mickey Ward's from. Yeah. But it's changed now to the House of Blues in Boston itself. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be in the House of Blues in Boston. I'm gonna. I, I'm just. I, when you, you're talking away, I'm gonna do. You do House of Blues there. Let me see. Yeah. I'm gonna see what yeah. it looks like. <laughs> oh, I had it in front of me here as the Tsongas Centre, uh, but. Is there is there any like, uh, sorry? Last time you were in here, you were saying you have a certain amount of tickets yeah. you're given to sell, and obviously this is a step up. You're not. This is all like. Done this done. is a step up from your I'm, previous. I'm, I'm giving tickets if I need them, but yeah. other than that, I'm just getting paid to fight. Like. It's a bit like Lynn said last week on, on the show here. That was the thing that used to annoy her the most: yeah, is having to go around and sell the tickets, and it's so annoying. Now. Now she's going to fight in Spain. Now all she has to concentrate is the fight. Yeah, that's it. So now this yeah. is the same for you. Same it's thing, just yeah. fight. Yeah. It's just I, I, well, I'm not even doing it. I'm actually getting my dad to do it. It's just to ring a few people and see if anybody wants tickets, so I can just say to the movies boxing promotions. Now they're not the same people. I know they both have the same second name, but he's not part of their promotion team. But uh, have you ever heard Dropkick movies? Yeah, yeah. It's their promotion team. All right. Ah. So. Uh, yeah, I just have to let them know, say, all right, I have 20 people that want tickets, so box me off 20 tickets, and they give me 20 tickets, right. and I'll sell 20 tickets. Brilliant. That's so. So, so this is a, a heavily Irish event, like you have a, a two Irish yeah, lads fighting, Dropkick Murphy's. Spike O'Sullivan's fighting on it as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as I know, Craig O'Brien could be fighting on it, Ray Moyler could be fighting on it. Right. Um, Mickey Ward is going to be doing some charity things, so he's going to be there as well. So this is a this is this is your big this is your big league sort of opportunity now, isn't it? This to me because you talked about before. Yeah, this is you talked before about you know going through the 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 steps and maybe getting to a a European you know thing at some stage. Maybe that was going to be the height of it. Yeah, but all of a sudden now it's changed a little bit. I know you're not going for world titles around, but going across the water was never really in your mind at the start when we were talking out so this is never. a whole new ball game and it could open up a different door altogether yeah like I'm going into this fight the underdog yeah I am and I know I am and I'll put my hand up to that and I don't care and yeah. I'm kind of glad I'm going into the underdog because it means there's less pressure on me yeah like people are maybe we won't say aren't expecting me to win but that's grand that's fine but me I'll go out and I'll do what I do and if I win, I win, and it'd be massive if I win. Yeah, it was so well. Yeah, you know, no one's expecting that mm-hmm. from you. He has a record of uh, twelve well, wins, 12 wins, one, one defeat, and uh, he's gone through a bad patch at the moment. Yeah, last two beaten and uh, draw. a draw. Uh, so, what do, what do you know about first of all Noli Murphy and his style, and second of all about those last two fights? Um, he's a southpaw and he's a mover. 
movers that he's, likes a box, yeah. so he likes to be on the back foot a bit. Um, classic, typical classic southpaw, like, mm. you know, he's, he's a good fighter, I'm not going to say he's not a good fighter, but, like, this is going to be a fight of styles, I'm going to come forward, bomber of a fighter, like, yeah. he's just take a step back, so it's about how smart he is and about how smart I am, he's going to win the fight, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be the most powerful puncher in the world, but he's classy, you know yeah. what I mean? And the, considering his last two fights, I actually don't know much about them, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, just what Tony tells me. The when I mean, you look at uh, Tyson Fury and you look at Wild, their power doesn't always beat, um, you Still, know, precision. No. I suppose. So how do you how do you do you have to change your game style some way and be a bit more? Don't be naive about how you've gone in. Maybe in your in your first few fights, where yeah. obviously you're learning your trade. Um, like we've actually the amount of stuff we're working on in the gym is it's crazy it's stuff I've never done before and like I'm not allowed to spar anybody with southpaws I don't spar any orthodox fighters now I'm actually getting sick of left handed people and if anybody's listening that's left handed they hate just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like the way I'm cutting off the ring is completely different I'm learning a new technique to cutting off the ring that I've never even heard of until last week Okay, I'm being shown that I'm just different things I'm doing uh, he's trying to get me to be more composed and more calm and to open up shots different and throw shots different and just uh, my, my, even my speed I know it's only been two weeks but like my, my speed has increased ridiculously fast like ridiculously much like and what is it what is it that is. you're doing that is increasing your speed that you hadn't done before and why hadn't you done it before I know this is the thing was like the way we're, the way I'm working now, I'm working fast twitch stuff. So everything I'm doing in training is all about my fast twitch. It's yeah. all about explosive, quick work. Not working too much on strength. Um, because I have that. I have strength. Yeah. Everything now is about speed and movement now. So it's getting speed movement to work with my power. Okay. And once I get them three together, I hopefully will uh, cause some serious damage. Combine so. into something. So is this just a natural progression then that you've you you you've started off? first professional fight but each level you're going up learning new things to get you ready for fights like this and yeah. this is just something else that's was the natural progression well he's my first southpaw yeah. so this is a step up and it's a different fight really it's yeah. a completely different fight compared yeah. to what I'm used to so I've been taken completely out of my comfort zone which I love to be honest with you I like being taken out of my comfort zone because it makes me more focused so it is how many uh, times have you sparred so far? Uh, my inspires as like as a training since you've found out about the fight. I've had six, nine, nine spars. Nine, so and they've all been Selpa. No. I started just with Selpa's last week because the fight wasn't hundred percent on the last okay. week, you know what I mean? Okay. But, yeah. So how I've been training for before then. How do you find it? What difference are you finding? I hate them. You hate them? I hate them. <laughs> I absolutely hate them. Like, I had a great spar there on what day are we on? Thursday, Tuesday, I had a brilliant sparring Tuesday. Last week, I was completely, I was it's like I was in deep water and I couldn't swim. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just, oh, like I hadn't sparred Southpaws for so long because all I was doing was sparring Orthodox fighters. Yeah, that's yeah. all I was fighting. Yeah. So I was struggling, but now I'm actually starting to feel comfortable with it. I'm more relaxed. And again, as I said, my speed, my speed's at the picking up loads so that my jab is more effective against them. Yeah. Because I, I hate jabbing against a Southpaw. Yeah. It's 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 very awkward to jab against a southpaw because you don't line up your, your shots the same way you get 
against the South Pod, you would an Orthodox fighter, but I'm actually relaxed down it now. I'd say if I was getting with an Orthodox fighter, I'd probably struggle. Now. You have to adjust again, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's all about repetition, isn't it? Yeah, Just keep doing it, it over and over down. again. Um, your last fight. Yeah. Uh, explain to us, because uh, I was looking at your run of fights and you've gone knockout points, knockout points, knockout points. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're actually due to win the next one on, uh, on points. points so, and it's an uh, eight-rounder. Yeah. An eight-rounder. So uh, you have to train to, to, to get through the eight rounds as well. You, how many, let me see. That would be the most you've done, isn't it? Yeah, this is my fourth eight round. So is that, is that sort of stamina work? gone up as well as your speed and, and uh, agility work as well um, just melt the rounds and sparring okay. that's, that's where you kind of condition yourself to get the rounds in is during sparring so, so when you're sparring how many rounds would you spar for eight. oh you do back the 8 because you would back. think some people would actually spar maybe for the, the 10 just yeah. to make sure that you have that extra little you bit you don't or run a marathon you know what I mean you don't travel into train for a marathon you don't run a marathon no you know what I mean it's the same thing really so I'm not going to overdo it yeah but I'm not going to underdo it either. So right. it's just a nice balance just to do eight rounds. It's a di- little different thing in football. You, w- you would yeah. train for an hour and a half for the hour and a half game, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's obviously it's a marathon. The same thing. I wouldn't run the marathon either, train for a marathon. I wouldn't run a marathon. I just <laughs> wouldn't run the marathon in the first place, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you found, what are you expecting from him? Uh, it, like You always tell me you don't look at any fights uh, are you still going to go that way? Yeah, I just let Tony look after. He'll uh, give you a game me, plan, you'll follow it. Yeah, and I'll just do what he tells me to do. It's it's worked for me up to now, so I'm going to keep trusting him. And, and go he with He even it. said it to me, he goes, as long as you listen to me, if you lose the fight, I'll take the blame. Right. That's what he says, so that's how we work. And so that's another weight off your shoulders there. Yeah, 100% trust. Yeah. Family, uh, friends, support... Anyone who what's the story so far? Is, is there many people talking about going over? It it's, was. It's sh- it's a short amount of time, and to get it booked and all. If you have the money, great to go over. But I don't know who's going to go over yet. Um, I'm sure I'll probably can answer that question probably in the next couple of weeks. But there, there was possible as a work on, but because at the moment there's a leave restriction on at the same time. Okay. The lads can't get the time off. All right. So it's kind of crushed in that sense for them all to go over so I don't think I'm going to get I need the army lads to go over unfortunately even though I love when they're there because you hear them over everybody you yeah, know what I mean yeah. we'll see what happens I don't know because that's a different thing he's going to have probably a few more there than than, than you will possibly, possibly. Does, but he, does he fight out of America because that's what New I was York. reading he does fight out of in New, New York. York yeah he's New York based so so you may, you may, yeah, you might not have that much of an advantage yeah. there because, as you said, there's other fights on, so it's not well, it's not going to be just one against so one here. So I'm sure, like, I'm sure Spike was the bottom of from Cork. Spike's oh yeah, does it probably support him? Yeah, but because Craig's there and he supports Craig's going to get over there. Obviously, they're going to support me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure Ray's will be the same as well because obviously Ray they'll know Ray or me and Ray fight over the same gym and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens anyway. Um. Getting the weight, never a problem? Nah, nah. As long as I'm eating clean and training hard, I'll never, You'll never hit the weight, no. Weight, like. Yeah, okay. Weights, that's the easiest part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything that you would like to have? Uh, is everything going well now, perfect now, or is there anything that you, would you have liked this fight a little bit down the line, or is this coming at the right time, or? 
Um, to me, this is exactly when I wanted it. Okay. This is like, if I was saying I was fighting abroad, I was looking. I remember I don't know if you remember I was talking about Irish nostalgia. I yeah. wanted to fight Conor Ben. That's right. Yeah, I wanted to fight Conor Ben, and I had asked Tony the seeker to get me to fight, and he couldn't. Okay. So, like, that was the type of fight I was looking for. I wanted. Was that the angle you were going? You were looking to go across to the UK, yeah. and maybe via Europe or whatever, yeah. like that. Yeah. I do things the way I want to do it. You know. Yeah. And like I, 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 there's numerous amount of lads there in Dub- Dublin and Ireland that I can fight, but I don't want to because yeah. what's no. the point of taking a fight in Dublin? when I can get one abroad yeah. that's going to be much bigger Like, yeah. you know, don't disrespect to the lads but honestly yeah. a fight in America is going to be 20 times bigger than a fight in Ireland sometimes, no one's going to yeah. care about sometimes you have Ireland. to leave the little pond and, 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 and tr- chance your arm yeah. no one's going to care about the little small fight in Ireland but yeah. say Boston Paddy's weekend you know what I mean that's that's massive will there be a, a bit of a session either way afterwards oh yeah yeah, yeah. so you're there for Paddy's day so when do you yeah. come back uh, the 18th. Jeez, oh, hang over. So hang over. Oh, no. I'll okay. sleep all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. <laughs> you might actually. You might be wrecked. But uh, I'll be at some session over there, won't I? Yeah. And in, in Boston as well. I said, oh, great. Oh, that'd be brilliant. That'd be Apparently, brilliant. it's the best parade in the world, best Paddy's Day parade in the world. Like, it's better yeah. in New York, obviously, better in Ireland because we don't do things the way we should do. But Even it's better Boston. in Lucan. But like looking on beyond this fight is is your one hundred percent self focus is it on this fight? I know last time you were in, you were talking about your fight and where you want to go in the future. Yeah, and now at the moment it's just it, just solely on this. Like I don't know where this fight could take me, win or lose. Like if I win, it could take me massive places. If I lose, it can still bring me places. Like, Do you think if you if you lose long. that? You haven't lost that, and that you're still in the same place that you were, and you continue on where you were going. This yeah, is like a, much this right. just uh, a bonus. Yeah, this, that's what it is. This is just a, a massive bonus to me. Like, mm. like if I win this, I, as I said, huge. Like the guy that only lost it is actually fighting for a world title. Right. So if I win, I don't know where it's going to put me. I'm not going to say again a shot of world title, but yeah. obviously it's going to push me up high. You know what I mean? So. And it, but listen, even when you get in the ring. If you go in and you lose whatever way you did lose if you lost I'm yeah. saying you, it, it just gives you that yardstick of what you have to do and where you have to get yeah, to as well it. so it's, it's like okay can I, I think I can get to that level or you Either know way, it just gives you and, yeah it gives you more of a realistic look at, at where you're going doesn't yeah. it because I've always said when we started when you came on and you were going to do your first professional fight and you said listen I'll just go with it I don't know where it's going to go I don't know what you know I, I, as you said, you're you're a late starter, so you, you don't know how good you can get and how, how much time you'll have to get there either. So uh, this is a brilliant, this is a brilliant fight. I, I'm actually, as I said to you before, I'm I'm excited about this one because this is a this is a big shot for you. Yeah, uh, you're all right there, Glenn. Do you want me to take a break, Glenn? I think he's gonna die. <laughs> he's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he can't, he can't go over here. I'll turn, turn your microphone down. You're killing us, you're killing us. I'm to turn the mic away. I'll go to an ad. You're listening to Liffy Sound on 96.4 FM. And we weren't really ready for that. There you go. We're debating whether there's extra time or not after... Well, I think it's after rec- or injury... What? No, sorry. Away goals after extra time. Um... Joyce, do you think there's none at all? Is that no, right? The Carabao Cup, I don't think there's, don't think there's any. Way and Glenn has it in front of him. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to stall it here. Like, it's not loud. Okay, yeah, you take your time there. Uh, I will. 
For the first time since 1980, uh, the away goals rule will not apply in the League Cup semi-final. In addition, times will now go straight to penalties if the scores are main level after two legs. Oh, so it's gone straight to penalties now? No, no, no extra time. Okay, great. The heavyweight scene, uh, it's getting a hell of a lot more interesting now, isn't it? What's your take on, on, on it all? Joshua's ducking the two of them. Oh, shocking, isn't it? No, it's actually ridiculous. He's a volume mole. And I honestly thought, right, a big controversial thing with the the knockdown from Tyson Fury and Wilder, he was over 10 seconds. I watched it a hundred times. He was over 10 seconds. I think it was about 12 seconds. So Wilder should have won that fight. Obviously, that's not something new in boxing, though, is it? No, no. I didn't think it's happened before, but Wilder should have won the fight. And I thought then... Joshua but the fact it was a draw right maybe they'll have the rematch and then the winner will fight Joshua but it doesn't even look like that's going to happen no wh- who is the fan that he's looking to fight uh, I had a look at him there the other day Joshua 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 who is he talking about fighting some American fellow Miller is it no it could be Miller actually I just flick by you when I see I Joshua think it's Miller uh, I, uh, I think it's in, I think it's Miller from America and I watched him in his little tank yeah. uh, but hasn't done that in exciting and he's going to fight him in America I think this is to prove a point yeah. that he can fight in America but if he's going to fight in America why, why isn't he going and, and, and do Wilder why doesn't yeah. he go and, and fight uh, Fury Fury will fight him anywhere Fury will fight him out the back garden if he could fight him you know so at least I give Fury that credit that he'll go and fight anyone anywhere uh, Wilder didn't come off great as uh, to the US public after that Fury fight a lot of people professionals in in sport in boxing and uh, commentators and pundits and basically said he, he can't box no he can't I, I he's just got he's got his one trick raw power and that's yeah. nothing else yeah There's no skill like and what, what what do you think of Tyson Fury do you think Tyson Fury can get them belts back um, if Eddie Hearn has a saying no because he'll no. have to knock Joshua out to win and I don't think he will knock him he doesn't have that kind of power I don't think no yeah, we'll see. Klitschko was, talking about coming back. I was going to say that Klitschko talking about having a rematch with Fury and Joshua, like that's nuts as well. Yeah, not going to happen. No. Is it? I think, well, like Klitschko and Fury, it'll actually be interesting to rematch of that. That'd be be good to see, to be honest. With I you. think so. Yeah, because I mean, Klitschko, in fairness to him, against Joshua. There wasn't much in it. No, there, there wasn't, wasn't much in it. Now, in fairness, it, it maybe maybe it was fitness in the end, or maybe it was just you know the little bit of age. But adrenaline dipped on his tongue. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dylan White, they're still trying to make a fighter out of Dylan yeah. White, like a decent fighter. But is he up with them? No, I don't think. He's, no, I don't think so. Really don't. Uh, what about the rest of the world boxing scene? Uh, Floyd Mayweather is still making an arse of himself. Um, that guy, you do anything for a Is tenor. he making a mockery of, of boxing? He's making now. a mockery of himself. It's not boxing. <laughs> you do anything for a tenor, that fellow. I tell you, he's just, I don't know, like, what was he at? Even that poor kid that he oh. beat up, that, what was it, the kickboxer? Oh, uh, yeah, the J- Japanese fella. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Was, oh, when I seen that, I actually thought it was a joke. I thought it was a wind up. Oh, you actually thought, the like, first time. Oh, Oh my god, did that actually I didn't realise that fight was on that night and I seen a clip yeah. on I think it was Facebook or something like that and I was like, alright, oh, something messing that yeah. it didn't even look like he was so it didn't even look in shape, no. Mayweather. No. He looked chubby in the face and everything. I was just, ah, that's not here, that's someone messing showing I wonder when that fight is on. because yeah, I woke up to it in the morning and obviously I said oh it's on New Year's Eve, so I was thinking it's it's on in the night. 
for sure it was the night in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what got me. So I woke up to her, I was like, oh, that, that, this is all fake. This is about to fight later on. <laughs> well, apparently you got 18 million or something yeah. crazy like that. Out, what was it? For, it was only one round, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. three minutes. That's what you yeah, have to aspire to. Six million. A minute. Go, go to Japan. I'd happily, happily <laughs> get in the ring and get the head punched off me, but it's not now that I'm breaking. Happily, though. Um, what about Katie Taylor? Did you see her documentary? I actually haven't watched it yet. No, I didn't oh, get to I watch it to myself. Watch it. No, Dave watched it. Dave said it was I heard brilliant. it was brilliant. I heard it was amazing. Yeah, it's an, it's just an insight into someone it. else in what way. Do, do you find it interesting uh, with different boxers how different boxers prepare? Like, do you find that a lot of them prepared in the same way or does everyone have their own individual? We're all different. Every one of us yeah. is different. We're all so strange as well. There's a lot of us have little weird routines. Like, I have the strangest routine ever. I have to put everything on the left first. I have to put my left boot on first. I have to put my left leg in first. I have to get my left hand wrapped first. I have to put my left hand in the glove first. No way. So you're, like everything starts you're obviously not putting it on yourself. Someone else is putting them on. Yeah, well, the <laughs> You'd never boots, get the other boot on with the glove. Stuff, yeah, but everything else, I have to get it all done from left hand side first. Like, it's, yeah, and like I know a few lads that they have to do certain things before you get in the ring or they won't get in the ring. Like, oh, know, it's, weird. It's, it's not even a superstitious thing. It's it's a routine thing. Like, you know, you just I mean? have to go through that yeah. to know everything's all right. Yeah. Is it? That's I don't know. It's just that it's weird. Like we are all different on how we do things. Like would it be like uh, that's how you know you're going out to a fight now when no I do when I'm training as well I've only like even my manager knows now he takes the left glove off me and puts the left glove in my hand like I won't even when I'm training it's just all the time it's actually everything I do and I the more I think about it I actually think kind of it's a it's an army thing because even I carry everything in my left hand as well because you, you salute with your right hand yeah so I think that could be where it's coming from but I don't know. It is. It's a strange, strange one. Really, is like who else has weird things? Anyone else have weird things? Um, I'm trying to think now off the top of my head. Oh, there's a few of the lads have different things. I know there's a couple of them like wrap stuff around their ankles and stuff. And I know Roy Shane used to have this thing. He used to tag on his uh, his belt all the time. Like Bobbin, I think, right, along with his daughter or something, and, and he, he had to have it on it. Build. Yeah, that's one of the other things. Like, but in other ways, it is weird how sports there. people can be. As you said, you, yours isn't superstition, but there is so much superstition in sport. Oh, yeah. People are mad. Like they, they will. Like I, when I was playing football, I always have to have number five on yeah. and. Uh, when I was getting ready for a game, I wouldn't be looking at the lads. I'd be just staring. At, there's a window, and I used to just stare out the window all the time. And it's just to get yourself fo- focused and, yeah. and ready for it, you know. But uh, we we had lads who, again, stupid things like jersey, not putting it on until they get outside the, the j- dressing room. Yeah. Uh, a few of them have other weird ones. I'm not going to go into them ones. Um, <laughs> who do you follow? What football club? Liverpool. Liverpool. What do you reckon? Do you, have they got... Have they got the chance to win this year and have they got a chance of winning is that, this me, year? Is that you asking me who's going to win the league well kind of well me being a Liverpool fan of course I'm going to say Man City's going to win the league because <laughs> I don't know like I've been a Liverpool supporter from the time I could nearly walk like and I don't know it just they break my heart yeah oh, I just I'm actually going over to watch the Bournemouth game um, and 
If they don't win, I'll actually crack up because the last two games I went to be mid draws as well. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So <laughs> <laughs> Dave went over to see uh, Crystal Palace last week, and yeah. I thought when when Palace went ahead, and I was like, "Oh, Dave, go over every week, will you?" See, when did that happen? I'm thinking to myself, right? Look, look at us, look at us winning that game. I was like, like Crystal Palace are a bad team. Like we'll see, we'll, we'll something will happen, or even winning games by one nil. You know what I mean? And like playing terrible and still winning. Yeah. Like I was like. I still can't let myself believe it's going to happen yeah, and yeah. I won't say yeah we're going to win the league because I'm terrified if I say it it won't happen <laughs> but I have something in my head and people are probably thinking crazy but since Steven Gerrard has been at the club and as a youth we haven't won the league and I remember when he left and was gone out of the club completely we yeah. went on a great run and came back took over the youth team and we started falling asunder again so you has gone again yeah, <laughs> and we're doing great and so. he's destroying Rangers yeah. All right, yeah that's a possibility they lost last night yeah the, um, they lost last night and the winner was caught by someone that signed up for Rangers this summer brilliant oh was it yeah oh that's interesting that's great that's, yeah. that is great um, so realistically you, you're, you, you feel that Liverpool have a great chance but you just don't want to say it no I actually think they're going to win it and that kills me but I actually think they're going to win it it's just all these games that they're they're, they're scraping yeah, by the 1-0s I mean. and that 4-3 the other day that they didn't even defend great but they got two lucky deflections that just bounced in the right place everything seems to be going for them so I'd be very surprised if Liverpool don't win it if they don't win it, I'd be very happy, but uh, I'd, be, I'd be very surprised. Uh, yeah, it's gone into a penalty shootout, and we'll let you know. Uh, it's back to nil-nil, obviously, because uh, it's a penalty shootout, and we'll let you know who is winning that. Golf, did you see golf? No, but I heard Shane Lowry had a comeback and a half there in Abu Dhabi, or Dubai. Yeah, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, and he, <laughs> he, he, uh, he led all the way through, first round, second round, third round, and into the fourth round, and in the it last round, he went down a couple of shots and looked like it was gone, and uh, hit an unbelievable birdie, and, uh, and I've seen this uh, clip on the last hole, he got an unbelievable birdie to win it, and I've seen a clip of it, and a, a, a video of a clock going off at five o'clock, and it goes, five o'clock in the morning, and you see someone getting up and they're stretching and all, and then they're going to the gym and they're doing all the running and then next morning five o'clock and there's someone breaking eggs and putting them into a glass and throwing it down the throat and you know going off and doing road runs and and then off doing weights and whatever and uh, then you can see the figure starting to come in, in, in the face starting to come into the screen and uh, you can see that it's Rory McIlroy and next minute it cuts to Shane Lowry and there he is drinking points <laughs> and then hitting the shot down the far end in the last hole of the thing and winning it and he goes come on the lads are we celebrating tonight and then he shows a video of him that night having the, having the party so yeah, just go on the sauce <laughs> okay so listen we're going to go uh, to another ad break uh, we'll come back and we'll let you know what happens in that game tune to Lippy Sound 96.4 FM and welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM we're just looking at it there Spurs have gone 1-0 up in the penalty shootout with Ericsson scoring the first goal uh, low into the corner Kepka 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 stayed central uh, so 1-0 or 1-0 now it's 2-0 it's 2-0 it's 2-0 no sorry 2-1 2-1 
Okay, two one. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll let you know who wins it. Uh, yeah. League of Ireland, Glenn. Uh, oh God, it's a big league, big week for League of Ireland. You know, a a very big week. A lot of signings. Like, there was a, a fair few signings last week. You start to see the the uh, very small small hype trend that seems to be slightly bigger this year. Uh, it starts about now. We have all your your, your podcasts coming back, but very big week um, and tomorrow is no different we uh, allegedly Dundalk are set to announce three signings tomorrow and a weird one is Cork are set to announce a signing and that signing is Andy Boyle oh yeah because um, there was rumours that he was going back to Dundalk and people were wondering sorry, where they sorry Kevin O'Connor oh there you go there you go so what's Andy Boyle doing He's gone to Dundalk. Now, where, how is he going to fit in? But that's now. There's been three bids made for Andy Boyle in Ireland and bids made in Scotland. Rovers, Pats, and Dundalk have all bid for Andy Boyle, and there's been a few bids in in Scotland. I actually heard he was in favour of Scotland off one person and Dundalk off another person. Okay. But I'm just trying to find it here. I have it taken down in my notes somewhere. Um. It'd be an interesting yeah, move, though. It is. Uh, there's definitely interest in Boyle, is what it says, who has an offer from Scotland. But Flores is set to undergo a medical and is expected to sign if he passes it. Flores is off Wigan. Murray has been training this week and has been assessed, and he is set to be announced tomorrow by Dundalk. Kevin O'Connor set to be announced tomorrow by Dundalk. Uh, on, on the Preston end there, Charles Lyons was released there. Charlie Lyons, sorry, was released. And he signed for Cove. Okay. You know, so a lot of the old, and obviously Chris Forrester signed a three-year deal with Pats there. So a lot of the old brigade, you know, the the originals that left the league to go over to England are starting, are to, starting to come back again. Starting to come back. And just, it, it just, is a just before, just before you go on to it, uh, Dyer has blazed over and it's now 3-2 to Chelsea. Go ahead. Um... Uh, Dan McKenna is poised for Shelburne as well. Uh, big loss this week for Liam Buckley down in Sligo. The Scotsman Reese McCabe. Yeah. Uh, who I say it's a big loss. He's been gone out of Sligo for the past couple of weeks. Now he's been training with Pats. He was signed with Pats a few weeks ago. And he was announced there um, in the shadow of Chris Forrester. Which is to me a bit disappointing. He's a an outstanding player, and he just kind of has been forgotten about. Yeah. But uh, it's been a, a mad week in the League of Ireland. And Chris Forrester's a three-year three deal. Three-year deal. That's a big. They don't normally hand out three-year contracts, so uh, there must uh, have been there must have been big competition for him. He turned down Dundalk. Turned down. Dundalk. He turned down Dundalk. Um, now uh, Forrester, for for those people that don't know, Forrester is his sister died just before he signed for Aberdeen. Okay. And. Um, and also a close friend of him uh, passed away uh, and he was with him on the day he passed away so I think it all got a bit too much for him and he, he said he, he captained Peterborough and he said that it was more of a burden than it was a, a pleasure Okay. and I, I think he wanted to come home to Dublin I think that was a, a big but why not Dundalk factor. why not Dundalk I, he, it's not that far away be... from Dublin in fairness well, and probably there's a, a guaranteed you know European adventure it's 
he got a start with Pats. You know? yeah. uh, he he's a bow supporter, true and true. I, I won't say he that he supports Pats. He's a bow supporter, true and true. That's that's quite clear. Yeah. Um, everyone knows it. But as far as everyone in the league of Ireland is concerned, apart from a few Bowes fans, Chris Forrester is at home in Richmond Park, and I think he feels that. And he said, to be a footballer, you want to be loved. By the by the by the the club and by the fans, and I mm. think that played a lot. And obviously, Kelleher is involved with property, and I think there was a house or a housing in it. So obviously, if you're moving back to Dublin and being offered a house and being probably offered slightly under what them dock, if that been ma- it was the better that, deal. So. It was the better deal. Okay, it might not have been the better club. To sign for, but it was who is who do you yeah. feel is making the most inroads in the in the transfer market this year? I I I, I'm, I am biased. I will say I am biased, but I would have to say Pat's Harry Kenny came in and he has made some outstanding signings. Second up, I'd say Rovers. Jack Byrne was an absolutely outstanding addition to the squad, but Pat's and Rovers seem to be in the same boat now. They have too many of the one position. They don't have a centre forward though, do they? Who neither teams, ha, neither teams really do. Mm. They have one or two centre forwards, but prolific that yeah. you need to have to go and win a league yeah. or compete. Like parts of Gary Shaw, and Mickey Drennan. Yeah, uh, they've Dan Carr and the name has gone out my head at Rovers. I uh, can't think of his name. It'll come back to me. Yeah, but both teams then have eight or nine. Start. They should start. Yeah, centre mids. Um, the thing with Pats, Pats have the more versatile group of players, whereas. Uh, Rovers more of their players are only centre mids yeah. there's a few of them that can play out wide yeah. but I, I think it's I, between I watched Rovers in a pre-season friendly there a couple of weeks ago and what I noticed which stood out dramatically for me about Rovers was how normal and average they were there was nothing that was different about their players yeah. nothing there was no spark. There was no one with trickery. No one with great pace. They just looked normal. Like they're passing the ball around, nice and clean, and what have you. But it, they don't look like they're they've got a team that are going to carve through you. And that's lot, what I'd be worried about for them. Now. From the outside looking in, right? From someone that doesn't know a lot about personnel in League of Ireland, you you would think that. But if you take the Rovers team and if you look at them players, they have. Top three best teams in the country. Top two, second best midfield in the country. But they were never going to win anything under Stephen Bradley. That's what I'm saying. It's your final third. You can have good centre midfielders. It's players who who make a difference. Either wing players or centre forward. There is nothing there that's going to slice through a back line. That I see that is going to make a difference for them getting from, what, to the finish third, fourth? Uh, in the Third. league to making that set up the second yeah. or even first, first jump or, 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 or a cup run which is something they've they've lacked yeah, now for yeah, a few years yeah. but um, I, I think Cork City tell me about Cork City because Cork, Cork ha, there, was t- there was talk uh, you know of trouble they had to cut their budget uh, at the end of last year has that really happened? No it's Kevin O'Connor is that, that, that's the only boost really yeah like, uh, I have I have Twitter notifications on for nine out of Premier Division clubs. Um, and actually, it is actually nine out of the ten clubs. And I get the 
they're signing notifications and that's the main reason I have them on but I don't get much off Cork mm. I get a lot of rumours to Cork or rumours out of Cork but I don't hear anything official there's no definite yeah, and like but sadly are gone now they're trying to sign Courtney Doofus of Waterford but I don't, I don't see why he would leave Waterford yeah. who seem to be they have lost a good few players but they they look a bit stronger than Cork this year and he, Cork they're setting themselves up to fail already with yeah. oh we can't compete with Dundalk you know, we don't have the budget Pats don't have the budget Harry Kenny and I know this for a fact I was told Harry Kenny said to Garrett Kelleher I don't have the budget to sign the players I want mm. you're not going to get what you want I don't have the budget so Kelleher could have listened and given them the extra budget Dundalk have the budget Rovers have the budget Bowles don't have the budget um, need to do Sligo do so uh, uh, the, in a roundabout way should Rovers and Dundalk be the top two this year it, I'm, I'm going to go out and say depending on how Dun, Dundalk finish this transfer window yeah it will be a toss up between Pats Dundalk Rovers for both the League and Cup Pats Dundalk Rovers so you really think them that them couple of signings are really going to bolster Pats up that many places? Yeah, I, I've, I have. Without your biased hat on now. Wait, no, without my biased hat on. There's Jamie Lennon in there who was called up to the Irish twenty ones. Yeah. Uh, Coleman is a very good player. Georgie Poynton, he 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 was superior at Dundalk the games he played. I seen him playing Richmond Park at the start of last season, and he was outstanding. He. He just has some a, a, a prowess about him. Okay. And I was kind of happy that he signed. Clifford, obviously, the Clifford wasn't Good fit Good player and a point to prove. Yeah, he does. He does have a point to prove. And he started to prove that in the last game last season, where he, he you've seen him, he started to feel comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, we won't go, because we're starting to run out of a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, the, Starting to get a little bit into the, the pre-season, so next week we'll, we'll get a little deeper yeah. into, uh, especially we go to Division 1 as well and see what way but, they are. Uh, Division 1 is mad, as, oh, as always. Is, I'm looking, I'm, I'm actually looking forward, I've never looked forward to a, to league, a to first division. Season. Okay, because you just mentioned that and I want to get it in before we finish up. Uh, oh, by the way, Chelsea are true and, and they knocked out Spurs on penalties. Uh, Republic of Ireland under-21 manager Stephen Kenny has named his squad for the February training camp. Go through it. Um, I'm going to start with the biggest surprise. Um, Michael O'Connor. Yeah. He declared for the North. That's right. He's now been called up to the under-21 squad. He's, he's, in, he's with Linfield, he's with isn't Linfield. he? He's doing well at Linfield in fairness to him. He kind of he struggled with Finn Harps. He got released by Rovers. There was talk of him going to England, and he ended up in Linfield. Uh, he's doing well at Linfield in his defence. But Stephen Kenny came out and said, "I'm building a home ground. I'm not going chasing players that are declared for other countries." And he includes Michael O'Connor. Mm. So I don't know, but, I, but I like maybe there's more behind the scenes than we know. You know, maybe there, maybe there's been in contact for for a while. You know, maybe there's been. Listen, he, he only recently declared for the North. But yeah, but what I'm saying is Stephen Kenny's only recently been declared in, in as charge, under twenty one yeah. manager. So maybe that's maybe that's been a positive on uh, spin on it because he he knows what type of manager uh, Stephen Kenny is. He's going to be a footballer. But, but it's uh, yeah, there's a a whole heap of League of Ireland. So it, it's, it's what does what does this say? Um, I mean, there is no there's no 
England based players. Eng- English based there, players. There's two. Is, uh, now it is a training camp. Yeah. So is this a look at all these players, have a good look at them, and then the best of the rest from England to match up for, for game time? Is this like a, a giving people an opportunity here? You step up to the plate, you have a chance here. <laughs> I don't think he, I couldn't see him totally isolating players. From no, he, he won't. Uh, I'd say his line of thinking could be it's pre-season for League of Ireland at the moment. Yeah. Um, so calling this player up will keep him fit. It'll, it'll see who has talent. It also puts them in the shop window. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, it's huge. They, they are only playing the Irish amateurs side, but. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a but bit. It's a good. It's a good move, and it's a step it is. forward. Isn't yeah. It? Um. I think he's shown off that I'm now Neil King. I'm not going to play by the rules that the FAI. Neil King or Noel King? Uh, no, Noel King. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to play by the rules. I'm doing my own thing. This is my setup. Interestingly enough, Keith Andrews included on the FAI's recent pro license team, yeah. and now he's the assistant manager. Yeah. Um, you don't. I, the, the, your tone means you don't sound like you're happy with that. Well, we said we'd get, talk about first division next week, so I'll leave it till next week. Okay. Uh, what about the rest of his staff? Uh, Jim Crawford has been around a bit. Yeah. Uh, not, you're not, don't sound ha- happy about that either. Uh, strength and conditioning, Damien Doyle, goalkeeping coach Dan Connor, performance analyst Gary Seary, uh, physio Kevin Mullaholland, and team doctor Ronan Kearney. I've got to be honest. Having a clue, but Haven't this is, I, But I you have to. D- d- you're obviously a bit disgruntled about certain things you want to talk about next week. But do you trust Stephen Kenny? Oh, I do trust Stephen Kenny. Okay, so I, I, I was skeptical at the start, but seeing now what he's done, obviously uh, what I have noticed is he hasn't called up the under 19s as the oldest league before you get the senior league in for League of Ireland he's called up a lot of Bowles players a lot of his Bowles players four is the most four Bowles players uh, Jamie Lennon they're all they can't play under 19s yeah they they're they pushing for senior so that's I think that's what the first thing that popped in my head is none of these can play under very few of them can play under 19s football he's getting them into the shop window for so either it's a, it's senior like team up. or England yeah, or other teams yeah, yeah in, in, Eng- in, in Ireland who yeah. they, they might get in with and um, also he's registered or well he hasn't he's accepted the invoice to the Toulon Cup which is the most prestigious friendly cup in the world there you go well this is brilliant because you, you want to see you want to see a progression in Irish football but again I'm one of these people who is it's like uh, the you know the, the the whole thing of gender uh you need to have 50 percent of women on, on yeah. a board or you need to have i think it's always been you should be first of all highly involved dedicated and interested and the best person for the job and if you're good enough you'll be in and i still think that with the football i think that if you are good enough whether you're from League of Ireland or from playing over in the English Premier League or playing in Malta or whatever like that, yeah. you should be in the squad. So uh, I d- the other way is I don't think you should be just put in because you're in League of Ireland either. Yeah. I think you have to be able to... You're given your opportunity. I think yeah. that's brilliant. But I do think you need to be able to prove it. Then. I, I don't think he's calling up these players because they're League of Ireland players. I he's called up these players because they can play. Yeah, It's... Now it's 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 getting easier to get out of League of Ireland, but 
it's going to get easier now. Yeah. Like, uh, Neil Faruga off UCD is probably one of the best players UCD done outstanding to keep him in the first division yeah. last year. He is absolutely quality. And nine people, nine out of ten people that read that squad will probably say, I don't know half this. The people that know League of Ireland will say, I don't know some of this. Neil Faruga is one of them. I've yeah. seen him play. He is great. And he, w- he would have remained undiscovered until summer of this year if it wasn't for this match. If it wasn't for people saying, who's this person? Going on to YouTube, going on to Facebook, going on Twitter, typing in his name and seeing the quality he can provide. And I think Stephen Kenny is doing... He, he's remembering his roots. He, the League of Ireland gave him a start. Yeah. He wants to give it back. He wants to see it grow. And he wants to also prove that he's, he didn't succeed at the dock because he had the money. He succeeded at Dundalk because he's a good man manager, yeah. and he is, and that is why Dundalk were better than Cork. Nothing yeah. to do with money. Yeah. Okay, we leave the League of Ireland there. I'm just going to finish with the last story with uh, David Beckham, who has bought a 10% stake in uh, the class of 92 owned Salford City, and the only reason I'm mentioning that is because David Beckham is minted, and it just shows that Salford City. I don't think they're going to be non-league for very long. They're going to push up and uh, there could be an interesting story over the next five years. I okay. think that that's, that's a, a championship club in the making, definitely. Oh, it definitely is. And when you're signing the likes of Adam Rooney off Hibs, yeah. because you're getting a better wage in non-league football, <laughs> that, that speaks a lot. Yeah, it's mental. It's absolutely mental. Listen, uh, enjoyed the show. John Joyce is on today and as always, we're backing him 100%. Uh, can't actually wait for that fight. I, w- I wish... We were going over to that fight to see that fight, but uh, anyone that's sponsored us, uh, get on to us and we'll go. Uh, again, Lynn, who was on last week, uh, she's going over and a European title, and it's getting interesting in Irish boxing now. There's a lot of Irish boxers out there who are who are doing good things. You said Spike Connors uh, rebuilding himself again and, and, and that card. So hopefully, uh, if you can get out and support Irish people in every sport and every way possible, that includes the League of Ireland, which is setting a new standard uh, over the last what ten years? Would you say ten years? Definitely, oh, definitely, definitely seven. And yeah, definitely seven. Okay, listen, have a great day. Oh, and next week it's transfer deadline day. Woohoo! See you then. <laughs>